0: Casey, Michelle,
1: you ready to do this?
0: Yeah, let's get into it. What up, what up, what up?
1: We're back with so much to discuss, so much drama.
0: Yeah, big, big. This feels kind of like some classic drama.
1: I'm into it. Yeah, there's a lot of drama behind the scenes of movies and TVs, TV shows to report this week.
0: Yeah, um, like actual things to report.
1: <laughs> versus
0: every other week where, fluff, we have, yeah. where we have nothing to report. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we know this you know, we... We love doing this stuff. That's why we talk about it. But we know it's not, you know, the like the be all end all. But we're not trying to, you know, when we watch politics, we want to shoot ourselves in the brain. Yeah. I'd
1: much rather talk about this than talk about how our country is falling apart. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So when everybody comes for us and they talk about how vapid we are, it's because it's a coping mechanism. (laughs) This is our comfort. This is our weighted blanket. Exactly.
1: Oh i don't need God. to spend
0: money on some wasted
1: weighted blanket when i've got us weekly and tmc and dumas
0: to keep me safe <laughs> and we're coming into what is the start of i think the well yeah typically the emmys no the emmys don't really kick it off what kicks it off is what the golden globes but they are like defunct for the award season yeah yeah but now we're starting to get
1: But we're getting to the fall where all the shows come
0: and then slowly the movies. Yeah, fall premieres. Right. Remember when you'd go back to school and like you'd be like, yeah, school's cool, but all my shows are coming back.
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone knows that the summer tends to be a dud when it comes to TV.
0: But yeah, not since, yeah, not since streaming. And then they, you know, now um, Stranger Things is like a July 4th intro. Well, and also like reality shows and, you know, there's always something to watch.
1: Your big brother. Yeah. You know it.
0: You need yeah. to catch up. But with with the films that are coming out, this is when we start to see come a, some of the uh, contenders. That so we start getting a little nibbles and bits of what could be nominated for the season. And I feel like this movie was going to be slated to be a contender for some either actors or some kind of awards it was going to be it is still it certainly was getting a lot of buzz. attention. yeah yeah so don't worry darling is falling apart at the seams the <laughs> olivia wilde directed harry styles florence pew <laughs> i can't say it right now uh, and chris pine i mean the, the cast is great for this fact yeah Um, But, yeah, it's called Don't Worry Darling. It's still going to be released on, apparently, September 23rd. And this is Olivia Wilde's second directorial uh, uh, ambition. The first one is one of our favorites, Booksmart. Yeah. I mean, of all the most fun kind of girl films, it really checked off a lot of boxes for us.
1: Yeah. I mean, do I think it's the best movie ever? No. No, But but I think... It certainly, like, was a good girlfriend type of movie that we haven't seen in a long time.
0: Yeah. And had a great cast. And so, yeah, yeah lean on the cast. That's a big one. But there's cast shakeups. So, so, this, so where does this, this – this really starts with, I guess, Florence and Olivia's conversations with Harper Bazaar talking about Don't Worry, Darling – where Florence is a little upset of kind of how, what the focus of the film has been around the sex scenes and kind of the conversation about Harry Styles and the conversation that Olivia is trying to change the narrative of that she maybe or maybe did not allegedly have an affair with Harry Styles on set and, you know, really led to the breakup of her and Jason. Her, her plot line is that she and Jason broke up, you know, a month before she started working with Harry and that's her timeline.
1: Yeah, and this is this is based on the variety interview oh, she did this right. week. Okay. Not Harper's Bazaar. That was um Florence. Florence like a month ago. Okay, cool. And this is for those that when we talked last week about her comment about the whole um or was it last week? Was it two weeks ago? About- I think it was
0: last week when Florence said like she's not super thrilled that no,
1: I'm. That's not what I'm talking okay. about. I'm talking about the whole um, conversation that um, Olivia had about the process server and that this this is the reason why her and Jason Sadek's relationship didn't work. Basically, blaming him for why she got served at that event when she was speaking.
0: Oh, I don't even know if it came out by the time we. Um... But that's that the, same, the this is week. that same yeah.
1: conversation that this variety profile that they did on her where she yeah. talked about that. And then she also talked about, um, to your point, like what this movie is supposed to be. And and it's a different view of the movie versus some of the people who are in it.
0: Yeah. And so, uh, but then also Florence, there were rumors started that Florence was quote unquote unhappy that Olivia, because there's like three different narratives kind of going on with right. behind the scenes that's causing so much drama for this. One of this is like, did Olivia have an affair with Harry? Where yes. apparently Florence has maybe commented on the fact that she wasn't thrilled about that situation. And then uh, and then now Florence is, uh, well, because now fast forward to we have uh, Shia LaBeouf now entering the conversation. Entering the chat. Yeah. Yes. And very significantly dropping some intense Real Housewives of Bravo receipts. <laughs> well,
1: because again, in this Variety profile where, um, what's her name, is trying Olivia to, Olivia's trying to, you know, protect her fake narrative about what went down. She talks about the things that happened with Shia. And that's why he reaches out to her and is like, you know. Please. Yeah, because she says in the interview that like he was fired from the movie.
0: Yes, and that she replaced Harry, or replaced Shia with Harry, right? And so then Shia is also doing some additional conversations. He's on John Bernthal's podcast, Real Ones, and kind of speaking. And Real Ones, I, from what I can understand, the theme is kind of redemption. Um, and discussing what's going on in cancel culture and what that all means. And it wasn't during this conversation, I didn't listen to the whole podcast, I've only listened to clips, where uh, Shia doesn't talk about the filming of this, but he talks about some other things that have to do with other allegations. That's a part of this narrative that Olivia has tried to say, like, well, he's difficult. Because it was Florence... Uh, the so essentially now Shia released this video which was fantastic well let me just back up for a second so in
1: the variety profile she describes so she describes Shia at having combative energy she said I say this as someone who is such an admirer of his work his process was not conducive to the ethos that I demand in my productions a lot came to light that really troubled me in terms of his behavior for our film What we really needed was an energy that was incredibly supportive, particular with a movie like this. I knew that I was going to be asking Florence to be in a very vulnerable situation. And my priority was making her feel safe and making her feel supported. And then that's where Shia disputes this. He sends an email to um, Shia, uh, to Olivia saying I was never fired from the movie. Like, please change your story um, as much as you can, and then also, um, yeah. She, he the email says, "What inspired this email today is your latest Variety story. I am greatly honored by your words of my work. Thank you. That I felt good to that felt good to read. I'm a little confused about the narrative that I was fired. However, you and I both know the reasons for my exit. I quit your film because your actors and I couldn't find time to rehearse." Said LaBeouf, um email to Wild. I know that you are beginning your press run for Don't Worry Darling and that the news of my firing is attractive clickbait and I'm still persona, persona non grata and may remain as such for the rest of my life. And then he goes into, like, the whole Twigs thing um, and goes more into firing me never took place, Olivia, and while I fully understand the attractiveness of pushing that story because of the current social landscape, the social currency that brings it is not the truth. So I'm humbly asking as a person with an eye toward making things right, that you correct the narrative as best as you can. I hope none of this negatively affects you and your film is successful in all the
0: ways you want it to be. In addition to that email. Yeah. Well, I have a question then. Was there ever a moment in the conversation besides this video that we'll then talk about that, Has Florence said anything about Shia? Let me see.
1: This article from HuffPost does a really good job of, like, spacing it out. Um,
0: Yeah. So I don't know if then it – because I don't know if it worked. I don't know if there was a Florence, like, aspect to it not working out with Shia. But, yes, Shia's, like, quote, unquote, you know, pretty method, and he wanted – and then principal photography started on this film in October – of 2020 and and so in this um then released shia released a video that ha- olivia had sent him that she recorded while driving in her car which is already like so problematic so, and illegal yeah difficult and like- to watch because you're like you're looking at the camera and driving and like this is so dumb and it was really dumb of her to send a video but i think she probably thought yeah that was more personable uh, and in the video, she uh, does nothing but throw Florence under the bus. <laughs> yeah, and she um, and she really goes to bat for Shia. And she's like, "I'm not ready to give up on this. Like, I want you to be in this movie." These are all, you know, um, air quotes because I'm not, you know, I'm not quoting from the direct uh, video. But she's like, I'm not ready to give up on this and with you in it. And like, how can we work this out? And I think this is a wake up call for Miss Flow, And so she just straight up attacks the co-star. Well, like that's already not going to be creating, even if Shia came on the set, like what an insane set kind of vibe was going on there in general. Um, Because Florence was incredibly excited to work with Olivia, so it's very interesting. I wonder if Olivia and Florence then started to really not vibe well. Well, I mean, think about it, like
1: to what you said earlier, if I was Florence and I'm going on to a movie and A, the, the leading actor changes, and then now the director is having a relationship with the, with the leading, my new co-star, like that's a lot to deal with.
0: Yeah, that hadn't happened yet, clearly, when this video had come out because she hadn't recast with Harry. No, but I'm just saying, yeah. as to
1: maybe why now they're not really. Oh, getting yeah, no, no. I mean, like, so who much knows what went down, even though she's claiming Olivia's claiming there was a no asshole policy. I mean, sh- everything Olivia like has done is basically an asshole move. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> and yeah, that's the thing. Like, she created the asshole of the asshole policies. Like, what are you doing, honey? And to stay in that statement that um, uh, the, to then backtrack to try and say that sh- you didn't know about Shia's alleged abuse against FKA twigs. FKA twigs was an ex-girlfriend of his who came forward and, and stated, this is what happened. And she came forward in December of 2020. So he already would have, he already had was cast and let go for, or in left the film and, They would have been filming when these allegations came out if he was part of that cast. But before then, when she's saying to him, like, I want you to be a part of this, he's already had multiple arrests for physical contact with other people. So it's not uh, it's not the women and it's not the abuse allegations yet but there are there is a significant history of his instability and his physical reactiveness. Yeah. And so you're just like, okay, you kind of and you know, that's a reputation that he's had for a for handful sure. of years. It has sure. been new. So there's that aspect
1: to it. The other thing worth mentioning, and um, I don't know, like again, I don't really trust any of these people because like not to quote alec baldwin but i love the line consider consider the source because it's like a lot of these sources are not really being um 100 transparent but there's been the drama behind the movie that there was a pay disparity between florence and harry and obvious not obviously but implying that harry got paid a lot more as a male actor versus florence as a female actress
0: um when it's that's ins- like yes, Harry clearly is worth more financially. But when you look at Florence, who has the acting chops? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, has Harry been in any other his Second or third movie, Dunkirk. Oh right, right, right. But he wasn't the star. It was like very controversial that he was cast in Dunkirk. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean. And he had to cut his famously long hair for it. In
1: the Variety article, Olivia says that there was no disparity, but like you know. She also said that he was fired, that Shia was fired. So, like, I, I don't know what to believe. Yeah, in this video. So, that could also have caused rifts between
0: Florence and Olivia, too. Because, as far
1: as she's Florence, giving the man she's stooping more money.
0: <laughs> well, she was just stooping him before that negotiation would have been determined. Yeah, true. It's just, it's not a good look. No, it's not a good look. Yes, he is worth more and he'll bring more eyes to the table. His name
1: will bring more. Yeah. yeah.
0: But and maybe and he has clearly better agents that's probably a big part of it than what's going on with Florence but when you look at Florence's track record she's She's been been in in nothing but hit after hit and she's the driving factor for it being a hit she's been called out for um like fight with my family is one of her first breakout hits that's a Vince Vaughn movie with Jack Loden as well that like that was a like a kind of a sleeper hit. It was definitely like a low budget with a great cast that people were like, "Oh, this is a really great movie." It's because of this girl Florence. She completely changes her look and also comes out with Midsummer, who is a big hit. Right, She's business. part of Marvel and she's going to have her own movie like, she was within in Marvel. Little Women, Little Women, Oscar nominated. Yeah. You know, yeah, she's bringing a lot more to the table. And for me, and she's, she's filming Dune too. I think now. Yeah, I mean, whenever there's a Florence name attached, I'm checking it out because she's a fascinating actress to watch. And Harry Styles is good, too. He was good in Dunkirk. But um, with these trailers being released this week, there's a lot of comments about Harry not being able to control his accent through the filming. When he starts having to yell, he dips back into his, like, northern British accent. Yeah. And this film, so far, from what I can tell from the trailer is very, it seems very influenced by Jordan Peele's Get Out. I don't really know 100% what the film's yeah, about. Yeah, it's
1: a sci-fi thriller, so that checks out. Or it's more a, or a psychological
0: book. thriller. Yeah, it was yeah like there's sorry, no real not...
1: sci-fi in there.
0: Yeah. Because what it started out as was the plot was originally released as Harry Styles is a police officer in the 1940s under suppressed sexuality where he's living in the suburbs, but he's a gay man. Mm-hmm. And then the trailer is definitely a cultish suburban lifestyle and i don't think there's any conversation about maybe there has a little bit about harry being gay but the way that it was originally released and what we're seeing now are two very different plot lines yeah Um, but then also shia was on yeah john bernthal's real ones podcast and this was interesting this week because they were talking a lot about like redemption and what this all means and he never said fka twigs But he admits that he goes that woman in my life and other women and other people in my life, I know I have hurt. And I, it's so that was very interesting Mm. of like, okay, he's clearly not saying it, but we're dancing around. And like, what does that mean if he's admitting this on the podcast, I guess he can legally kind of get out of that loophole because he didn't say her name and he could have not, you know, he's not admitting to it because I don't know, kind of what's going on with their legal case. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, did she and Shia, yeah, just, um, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, I've hurt women. Yeah, so it's all very complicated. And he just had his kid with his, like, on and off again wife, Mia Goth. Right. So be right, right part of where a lot of this like redemption is coming from of like now understanding the responsibility that he has in his life and in and out of rehabs and he's now found catholicism which is already very interesting so yeah it's unfortunate now oh and, and then now this has resulted florence has not yet said anything and i'm excited for her it would be I think she's going to pull the right kind of classy move and not say anything. But she she drops really great reads when she does make statements. So it'd be very exciting if she did make a statement. But she also knows that it's not going to help their movie by any means. And yeah. Dumas, now-
1: Dumas saying that she's only signed on to like do one interview about the movie going forward.
0: Yeah. And that's the other stuff that we've seen from other sources too. Now she's limiting her time. And who who knows, but this was definitely slated to be kind of on the classic promotional track of films. And when I say that, it's like, before all the streaming before COVID, when you'd have these very specific press tours with all the stops on them, it now is like, well, I don't think this is now being considered for a contender for, like, any awards.
1: I mean, there's more. I feel like the be- behind-the-scenes making of this movie is going to be a better story plot than the actual movie.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. it's like, why you gotta bring Chris Pine? Uh, very interestingly, Yeah, Chris Pine's not being brought into this conversation at all. I'm sure he's I'm very happy about it.
1: I'm wondering if he has a very small
0: part. He probably does, but I want to know more about, like... What else did other? What were other people's experiences? Yeah, when they were on here and filming. It was a yeah. very short film, like a very uh, production, short uh, production. time Yeah, thank you. Yeah, but ugh, now, now Olivia is going to get pregnant with Harry Styles' kid. I think by like Christmas or New Year's, and
1: <laughs> and then I don't know gonna if they're going to last. But no, they're definitely not going to last. Let's. I mean, come on now.
0: You're crazy, girl. Well, he just you know, he he's he's a good boy for who he is. He is a good boy,
1: but this is gonna be his first of many I hope so. Big I mean, not that he hasn't been in relationships prior to this, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. Taylor Swift. (laughs) No, no, but that's also also the thing. Like Harry's definitely the kind of guy who would then like stay by with loyalty of like, this isn't it's going to be like a Brad and Angelina moment of like, I'm sticking with this. And everyone's like, oh, this is not like, you know, she zigs and zags. She says one thing yeah, and does another he need, thing. He needs to get out fast. Yeah. But I don't but, think he is because he's, you know, he had all the choices in the world. And I he, mean, maybe
1: after all, maybe after the movie they do.
0: Who knows? Yeah. I just see this lasting like longer than we really want it to. Like for a couple more years I at mean, least. And then she, see. Was,
1: she was with Jason for longer than I wanted her to.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then she was married to that other guy for like 10 years before that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Serial monogamy, but also serial cheating. So <laughs> not cool. Um, should we move on to the drama behind the TV shows?
0: Oh just or is there anything mention, else you wanted to say uh, just a random honorable net mention john bernthal i mean if you guys know who like, oh, he's right. the punisher he's from walking dead you know he's a very successful actor um he his brother is tom bernthal uh and he she he, they just got married they just got married tom just married cheryl sandberg like last weekend
1: from facebook fame
0: Yeah, for and so it's just a very interesting And lean
1: in, girls. Lean into that corporate uh what is she getting charged with?
0: I think like misuse of funds. (laughs) I don't even know. And And, like hiding funds. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just super because yeah, I follow John on social media and their wedding was, you know, obviously this like luxury Wyoming wedding yeah because it's billionaire
1: well not billion but close to billion I
0: mean we're talking to one percent for sure yeah, yeah Cheryl Sandberg yeah yeah recently stepped down from Facebook <laughs> <laughs> yeah just so strange though that it was like are you kidding and Tom and John look so much alike too I'm like good for you Cheryl. I mean at the end of the day like, yeah I mean, the he's, hot definitely,
1: he's got she, I mean not that I think she's past the age of having children but like good. Genius. yeah she's a little older
0: than him I mean yeah, go for it, sure. But she
1: also, I remember, like, her husband died on a treadmill.
0: Oh, my so. God. It wasn't a Peloton?
1: No. Oh, um, it was pre-Peloton days. And I, always, I just remember being like, this is why you don't exercise. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to move on to the drama behind the TV shows?
0: Yeah, do you want start... to take it away with Euphoria?
1: Sure. So, yeah, uh, this week on Instagram, Barbie Ferreira, who plays Cat on Euphoria, announced that she won't be returning to the show in the third season.
0: Character she... is my personal hero.
1: I know. I, re- I remember the moment I watched it, I was like, Casey needs to watch this just for Kat. <laughs> Um, She wrote, after four years of getting to embody the most special and enigmatic character cat i having i'm having to say a very teary goodbye she continued i hope many of you could see yourself in her like i did and that she brought you joy to see her journey into the character she is today i put all my care and love into her and i hope you guys could feel it love you katherine hernandez um now there's been rumors as to why she is leaving the show. A lot of people will note that she was not really a major character in the second season where she was a much bigger role in the first season. Um, and there is a problem. There's um, rumors that there was drama between her and Sam Levinson, who's the creator and director of the show. Um, apparently the rumors are that he is a very specific type of director who likes to yell and get very, um, involved in the process and that it was just not something that, like, she could do. I, I was reading on DuJuan that people were saying, like, he'll often make cast members cry, um, to get them to have emotions while they're on set, so. Yeah, I'm seeing
0: a lot of rumors that he creates a very toxic environment.
1: yeah. So, um, you know,
0: just classic showrunner and being showrunner, you know, writer, creator, showrunner. Yep. It's real bummer, but it also makes a lot of sense for like what that show is. Yeah, (laughs) no,
1: I mean, it's an intense show. It's the reason why I still have three seasons, uh, three episodes left of the most recent season because it's just like, it's good, but it's an you need like xanax on the side in case
0: something happens. i would say it's way better than good i mean if you you know yeah you know it's one of the top it's no I, your, I love it faves. but yeah. I,
1: I also just haven't been in the mindset to finish it because it is very intense and you have to like you know be ready to go down that roller coaster
0: yeah but you really i mean you haven't even seen the broadway production No, that's
1: that's what i still have to see that in the the like other two episodes
0: yeah, the hey, to you can't it.
1: talk after I've tried to get you to watch this show for three years.
0: <laughs> I know, but the fact that you're like in limbo for the last,
1: I know, but I think I episodes. think I'm going to be watching it soon. So maybe that'll be on my what what I'm. I, mean, watching I might now. have to rewatch
0: it because like that their play should be a Broadway production, and also like the way they set it up is like already wrote it's already written. Like, yeah. cool, we can get this on in the fall. Like, add this to the playbill. Yeah, I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up happening down the road. No, um, that's why. Yeah, I was just like, who it, it does, you know who needs to be in this conversation to get this started? Produced. Um, yeah. But yeah, do you want to talk about SVU drama? Yeah, bummer, bummer, bummer. If anybody isn't aware, the 24th season of SVU or 25th season of SVU is about to kick off. It's going to premiere with a three-part crossover between Law & Order OG, Law & Order SVU, and Law and Order: Organized Crime bow, with bow, bow, Daddy bow. Stabler, yeah, baby. Which I have to say,
1: as someone who's watched Law and Order: SVU in and out, um, Organized Crime is just a totally different show, and I love. Oh, it. Oh
0: yeah, and that's why uh, that's the why it's so N- good. Back to it, yeah, because he was like, well, doesn't not- follow the same. It's not serialized yeah, as exactly. much as the law. The other Law and Orders. There's the whole, uh, a whole season arc.
1: It feels, yeah, it feels like a streamed show that you're watching, where it's like, okay, this is one season. And whereas SBU, like, yeah, there are things happening in the
0: background. Yeah, your B plots and your C plots are every third episode. You mentioned that, right. but, but for the most
1: part, you're just seeing it's serialized. Another. Sexual Victims Unit case.
0: Yeah, um, but that's why you know that's why we love it. That's why these shows work so well. Yeah, I and mean, that's why people don't. That's why people don't respond to organized crime as much as the other ones too. Well, cause, yeah, because it's so different. Yeah. Um. um yeah. But Kelly Giddish, who has played Amanda Rawlings for the last eleven seasons, which is basically when I stopped watching, it, <laughs> was when she well, that's because she comes in as. She's, Her, she's and there was that like
1: Mexican guy or something or Hispanic guy.
0: How, yes. <laughs> yeah, you you want to go with Hispanic. Yeah. Hispanic. <laughs> um,
1: Those two characters, in my opinion, were really boring.
0: Yeah. Well, you stopped watching it, so you can't say that. Okay. If you didn't watch their whole plot. Yeah. All right. Amaro is my least favorite cop that they've had on, but he's not on for very long. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, because then Carisi comes in to replace Amaro. Right.
1: Okay. And, but Amanda
0: Rollins, like, no, you got it. Amanda Rollins is the third longest cast member besides Ice-T. Wow. Olivia. Yeah. Yeah. So Ice-T is right behind Olivia because he joined season two. And somehow gets worse every year at acting. It's shocking. (laughs) It is shocking. He's so lucky he got this gig. I don't know how he still has it just from like, hey, we just can't do this (laughs) anymore. Like he cannot deliver a line. Well, that's with emotion. the whole
1: like SVU of it all, where it's like, yeah, it's the same thing over and over again with him, especially those dumb lines that he like.
0: You know, he always got a little joke that he hasn't delivered. Well, you never need to good. go back though, because he has a whole thing with who he now marries, Jennifer Esposito. Oh, this is right. All yeah. I'm I'm rewatching this, which she right doesn't deserve her, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, no re- you said she doesn't reserve her he
1: doesn't deserve her is
0: what i said again you got to go back and watch all the plots because they were a originally they were partnered together when they first started so it's a whole thing it's a whole fourth season arc with them of, i'm talking like, about in like reality in terms of like acting she's oh, a yeah, really like, she's a really good actor but that's what i'm saying like they yeah. pr- try to give him more to do and like right. you need to go back and watch like how he still he like don't give him more to do because yeah. it's not helping anyone, right? But it's great to see Jennifer Esposito because she's amazing and everything. Yeah, I love so her. it's exciting that she's back on the show, and you're like, yeah, okay, but you're rooting for them too. They get together. You like that they're together. Together, yeah. yeah. Um, and but yeah, and then Kelly Giddish comes in after Maloney exits uh, season twelve, and then she's been there the whole time. But yeah, this is all uh kelly is made a really fantastic statement that she was like all right i'm gonna address the rumors online like yes i'm not coming back this season but here's the thing she's gonna be on the first episode and then so i'm trying to understand like she she clearly had a contract negotiation and maybe they had negotiated the first episode and then it's an exit and it's not an exit by the showrunner and Marishka hargitay uh, really went to bat for her as well. And all signs are pointing to Dick Wolf wanted to fire her over uh, her cost. And he just felt that she was too expensive as an actor. And they also are always like looking to shake up the cast. And they brought on they brought on a new female that only lasted two seasons. And she was kind of a dud. And then they have this kind of new, younger New York guy who's coming over from... Um, uh, vice like he does undercover work and stuff right. and now he's over and he's been on the last couple of seasons um and so they can you know easily rotate the door but yeah no her character is really really great and her character had a huge impact and um and her character just got with the other character nick carisi on this so either i hope they don't kill her off because that would be really brutal but it's just interesting that if they're going to keep her like significant other on and it's like, are they going to mention her throughout the rest of the season of like, Oh, how's Amanda? Like how's Rollins doing? So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing, her death but yeah, yeah. it's, it's just a real bummer that it all signs are pointing to and all rumors are that dick wolf wanted her fired he's still the executive producer dick
1: wolf is a dick
0: yeah <laughs> and the, the showrunner made a public statement of like not everything is what it seems and um you might so quote unquote you might take the a moment to entertain the idea that things are more complex than they appear in the world of emojis and tweets from the showrunner Graziano. Uh and all I can say is that Kelly has handled this with the most uh incredibly classy comportment. I don't know why. I don't yeah, I don't somebody I need to look up what that word means. Uh <laughs> she is without a doubt one of the finest industry professionals I've come across in my 24 years of writing television, so 24 seasons of SVU. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm saddened by her looming exit. I'll be lucky. It'll be my lucky day if I ever get to write for her again.
1: So, Mm. yeah.
0: Very, um, yeah, very disappointing. Um, But apparently, okay, following the producer, Julie Martin, promised fans that they will have a happy ending between Carisi and Rollins. So, yeah. It's just a bummer that it's um, that it seems like it's against her will and we'll just have to kind of yeah. see how it goes down but it's not a shake up I was looking for to happen damn these guys need to stop like do they not know like 2018 happened and like 2020 happened
1: yeah I want to know how much she was getting paid that she was too expensive because I'm sure it was nowhere near what Ice-T is getting paid
0: I can't imagine. Yeah, and, that,
1: and that's what I mean. Like, again, you've got someone that knows how to act and someone that doesn't. And I get Ice-T is a novelty on the show. But, like, I'm sure she's making, like, half of what he's making.
0: I mean, bring back Richard Belzer. <laughs>
1: yeah, I never, like, I get why he left. Probably he wanted yeah. to move on. But I loved their bromance. That's when I liked Ice-T. I feel like once Belzer left, like, the magic of iced tea was gone.
0: Accurate. That was his best partner. Show. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Ugh.
1: Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see
0: how how they do it on the show.
1: But a lot of shakeups going on with our TV shows.
0: Well, and then we can do like a hard shakeups in
1: relationships. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of 24, 25 years, Sylvester Stallone and Jennifer Plevin are um, divorcing after 25 years of marriage Jennifer
0: 75
1: yeah I'm sure she's younger yeah she's um, about
0: 55 there's yeah. about like a 20 yeah Jennifer filed
1: uh, for, for for divorce um, accusing the actor of moving assets for marital funds um there were people were saying that they were kind of like aware something was going down because there were photos of um Sylvester Stallone not wearing his ring he also famously has a tattoo on his shoulder slash arm that has a picture of his wife on it and most recently changed the photo to now be one of a dog
0: well essentially it's his dog yeah I mean they they went public with their breakup before it was announced be when he went public with covering her face with a dog yeah he posted that on Instagram And then it was like, so uh, why? And then two days later, uh, she filed for divorce.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, She's living
0: at their Palm Beach compound.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're saying that the new dog, Dwight, (laughs) did not trigger the divorce filing. Um, No. But clearly there's some kind of distrust. Uh, especially if she's claiming he's moving money around.
0: Yeah, and it's I, I'm kind of... Oh well, no, he does all those movies. I was like, yeah, where's he? You know, how much money does he? Because he has these massive compounds for homes and stuff. I just feel like with that level of money now, it's more like tech investments, right? Like just with the multiple things. Like there's only so much money to be made in film these days. But uh, he. And then they have three adult children. And I think you were also saying that there might be a rumor or it was just an idea that you had in the ether that she's maybe looking to join a Real housewife franchise. There's
1: been rumors for the last couple of years that she would potentially join Beverly Hills and she would be like it would probably be a good get in terms of like, you know, her connections. I don't know what she's like in terms of a human and if she'd be entertaining She's probably out of her fucking mind but apparently that they were shooting a reality show like the family
0: yeah because yeah so that i was like either they've already done a reality show that we just didn't want yes i think that's that's got to be it there's definitely something in the ether because she has three daughters and they're no, all they really ha- gorgeous they they've been shooting
1: it it hasn't like come to life yet okay so it's there's not. They anything. were shopping
0: around for years to try and yeah, get. Yeah, and I think
1: that's where the rumors were like, "Oh, are they going to be on Beverly Hills? Are they not? Um, they clearly got their own thing." Like, what's his face, Terry? The bro? No, McMadden. What's that guy's name? Terry the football.
0: Terry Bradshaw? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you were. <laughs> oh, you were doing Madden. I was. <laughs> With yeah, I was John I, Madden and Terry. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Cause Bradshaw's got three, they got daughters that are really gorgeous too. Yeah. Right? And they gotcha. have a reality
1: show. I think it's on E or something. Anyway. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then, <laughs> I mean, and then this fucking psychopath. Yeah. Another just, again, you can only be famous for 15 years and you have to retire because he's oh, been around God. for way too long. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Cannon's having his 10th fucking kid. And it's third, the third this with year. This woman. Third with this woman, too. And it's a third this year. He had one in June, and then he announced that number nine is going to be on the way in July. I don't know. like It it was announced in July that number nine is on the way, and then it was announced in August that number 10 was on the way. Both number nine and number number eight is a new baby mama. That's Bree whatever, who's the former wife of a football player. And then the last in number nine and number 10 are already previous baby mamas, which I think is baby number two. The, uh, baby number nine is baby number two with that baby mama. And then baby number 10 is baby number three with this baby mama. And he's also dating other women that are not pregnant and taking them to Nobu and Malibu. Because <laughs> it's his favorite spot. And I'm so well, everyone goes so to. badly.
1: Goes to the Nobu in Malibu. Like
0: apparently,
1: yeah. if you're ever in Malibu, just hang out at. But Nobu. he's not
0: taking the pregnant ones. Stay at home. And then well, he you pregnant around. ladies can't have sushi. Sushi. Oh, you're right. Yeah,
1: they've got to have some. So he's got to get his up. sushi fix, and then he brings <laughs> another girl. He's gonna cheat the, on the wife with.
0: Well, none of them are married. They're to you, Nick
1: Cannon. <laughs> they're
0: all—they all know what's
1: going on. I mean, and you can't all... be with Nick Cannon and not know that he's at least impregnating three other women while and dating his, you. These <laughs> women
0: can't consider themselves with him. You can consider. I them- just
1: hope he's paying child support for all of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, he—I
1: don't know if he's got enough money to do that. I know he has more money than you would think because he, yeah, does, he does have all of these
0: like production he hosts eighteen billion things. Yeah. No, he has the money. It's It's just—it's really just that these children and these women are. I—I mean, I'm—I can only—the only motivation I'm understanding is that they're like, yeah, if you're gonna pay for this, then I'm happy to continue to have your children.
1: I wonder what Mariah Carey thinks about all this. Like, well, her her kids now have, like, 8,000 half-siblings.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then it's, like, I guess you have to see how these kids are going to react when they get older. And, like, Eddie Murphy has 10 kids, too, and, like, not at, to this level of, like, not with multiples yeah. at different times and things like that. But they all get together, and, like, I can't imagine they all feel like they had – A father figure in their lives but they all get together and spend time together so like are we gonna have a nick cannon kids reunion probably and it'll probably be a reality show and then and then we'll see if these kids are you know well chill with it or very very fucking angry so apparently he's only worth 20 million which really doesn't seem accurate because it seems like it should be I thought he twice that.
1: Yeah. I remember there was drama about him getting the rights to Wild and Out and like Mm -hmm. getting the money for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, these websites are definitely, they're low ball. I mean, they're saying, you know, two to five million dollars. Well, also, your
1: net worth is not necessarily what you're bringing in every year.
0: So, like, usually the net worth is lower. Well, they're saying, they're estimating that he brings in two to five million a year, which I can't imagine that's accurate. No, he's definitely
1: bringing in more than that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's gotta be. But yeah, no, Um, he can afford this, but it's just oh, oh, and and we're also very, you know, being uh, very, you know, if these are all, I can't imagine this is gonna end well for everybody, but no. If it's, if these women know what's going on and there's an, like, a dialogue of like, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'll come over and F you and that's it. <laughs> like, you know, they're, si- I, they know what they're signing up for. And that's what they I really have to get past. Unless he's
1: saying, oh, you're different than the no, other ones. He clearly you know is men are. I mean, who knows though, Casey? <laughs> because,
0: you know, actions speak louder than words.
1: Yeah, but women can be manipulated very quickly, especially by someone who has got money and, you know. Who knows? I mean, I don't like the man. He's anti-Semitic. He's said many anti-Jewish things in the past, so I really could care less what happens to the man. I'm just more concerned about the kids.
0: Yeah, and we won't know, but hopefully in the next 15 to 25 years, we're going to get a few memoirs. Well, didn't he, like, almost
1: die a few times, too? Like, he he has some health issues which i'm hoping are not genetic because if they are he's also creating all these kids who are going to have severe health issues oh he, he has, has like lupus diabetes related kidneys or, disease okay like he almost died once in the hospital maybe even twice
0: yeah it's i mean it seems like his kidneys could be prone to symptoms of fatigue swelling okay but yeah uh, a lupus diagnosis yeah
1: yeah. Well, either um,
0: way. But then that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, no.
1: I mean, that's genetics be, and. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, um, do you want to move on to what we're watching?
0: Yeah. What are I'm you wondering. watching? Yeah. Um, I checked out She Hulk, has two episodes out, um, and I checked that out, and uh, it's definitely a more female geared, like Marvel production. And so it's getting a lot of mixed reviews. Uh, It has like 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, but then like a low six on IMDb. Um, But I'm really enjoying it. It's a quick little half hour. Actually, I got really annoyed yesterday because it was a half hour episode, but it was actually only 23 minutes and there was seven minutes of credits. And I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Wow, that just shows there's not much to talk about. No, it would be if you had commercials for it, it would be a half hour show. It's a runtime of 24 minutes. Right. So it's doing, it's, of, of all the marvels, it's definitely one of the, like, shorter things. And I don't really know how to describe it because it's not a sitcom. And she breaks the fourth wall. So there's very much, like, a saved by the bell element to it. Mm. And then it kind of reminds me of, like, Saturday morning cartoons. But it's not a cartoon. So it's, yeah, I don't really know how to describe it. And I don't really know if it's going to be kind of what they're going to do episode per episode. Like, if it is, is it going to be serialized? Is she going to have a thing to solve? But essentially, this uh, Tatiana Mislawney stars in it. And she's a lawyer. And so it's called She-Hulk Attorney at Law. And they did a good episode. The first one is introducing how she became She-Hulk. And I like that. And it had uh, Mark Ruffalo. Second episode also has Mark Ruffalo a bit. But then it's setting up, I think, what for the rest of the series, where then she's going to be either asked to represent a different like villain and kind of see what their story is, like because there are all these like quote unquote super people in the world, so the, she either has to like represent a super person or it's setting up the plot where she's working with this one uh, evil super person. Like it has to represent them and then what kind of like the chaos that's going to happen throughout the season if that's going to be a full arc. I think that's the direction they're going in is they're setting mm-hmm. this up to be a full season arc episode of how she's like going to be navigating these uh, scenarios. But then they also introduce a new like villainess um, played by Jamila Jamel. So good live without her. But I don't know how much she's going to be in it. You know, a lot of these things are now, like, vehicles for launching other areas, too, of right. So I don't know which one's going to splinter off, and I haven't really been reading too much into that. But I really like She-Hulk, and if you're a fan of Tatiana Mislani, then you'll like it. And um, and that's really all there. Uh, a film that I watched that's totally different is 71. That's on HBO. That came out in 2015, starring Jack O'Connell, who's a name that we'll probably be seeing in the you know the next few years, it also had um, somebody who I mentioned before, Jack Loden, in it. It's got a great cast. It's um, uh, it takes place in 1971 in Belfast during the troubles of the Protestant and Catholic conflicts, and uh, then Jack uh, O'Connell's character uh, gets separated out from his um, uh, what is it a unit. Uh, when they're going out in Belfast to try and keep the peace, but a a riot starts and uh, chaos ensues and then he gets injured and then gets separated and he has to try and survive the night. And there's a lot of really interesting elements that have to do with like the historical events of the IRA and like then kind of like undercover cops and who was on what side. And there's a good couple of plot twists. And there was also this really fantastic like eight year old boy who like stole the movie that I was just like, oh, I would want to see more of this kid. Um, and I just had it. And, um, and then also, like Barry Cohen, who then Kogan, who shows up at, in Marvel too. Like he's, so it's all a bunch of different people that, like, you probably have seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they are coming back. And I was going to see if I could find this kid. Yeah, like one of the... Chi- oh, Corey uh, McKinley. Oh, my God. He was so good. He has, like, two scenes in it. He's a little punk boy. Like, he's so adorable. Uh, so I would recommend that on HBO if you want. It's a quick... It's only an hour and a half, too. So that was really refreshing. Um, and then... Oh, there was one... Oh, I started watching uh, Welcome to Wrexham. The oh, right. HBO do- Sorry, not HBO. The Hulu docuseries about... Uh- so, yeah, a lot of variety in my week. I was really... Um getting my education on. (laughs) Wrexham FC, Wrexham Football Club is a Welsh football club and it's one of the oldest. It's the oldest in Wales. It's the third oldest club I think ever. And um it they're doing such a great job of documenting what happens when Rob McElhaney, fame of it's always sunny in Philadelphia, writer creator and Ryan Reynolds come together and they've only met on social media like before they decide to do this and they buy Wrexham FC to kind of pump the community back together. And they do a really great job in the first episode of explaining what, what the club means to this town and what's gone on in this town in the last 40 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just like, Crying tears of joy and just like oh my god, like I want to be a part of this community and pub culture, and just all about it. And then they do a really great. It's you know if you watch Ted Lasso, I was going to say much, it's like a
1: real real life Ted Lasso. Yeah, and they're very Except much with celebrities by mm-hmm. that. Yeah.
0: Um. and but yeah, it has very much those warm and fuzzy feelings. And it's also super interesting because a big element of it is the club is actually owned by the fans. So majority, is, they have to be voted in by the mm. fans. And then the fans have a say in the employment of the players and the management. I like that. So, yeah. It's very, very interesting. All the different things that are happening. And it's very fantastic. Rob said That says, would never
1: last. That would never happen in the US.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Rob, I feel like there's maybe one or two teams that do do that in the NF. Like, I think there's one or two. I think maybe like Pittsburgh or something like, yeah, there's some kind of fan ownership involved where they're voting for the owners. Um, but Rob, I just really like their attitudes and approach to it. Cause Rob uh, right away when he's talking to Ryan, he goes, you know, there's a real, um, there's a real moment where we could be the villains. Like this could not go well and we can't hide, you know, we're public people. And, and Ryan was like, oh, yeah, we could fucking destroy. A... <laughs> he was like, we could fuck this up, but we're not going to. He's like, we're going to get this done right. And so it's just, it's really, I liked seeing their egos in check to a degree. And then they send their writer buddy over there to, like, represent them. And it's a very funny moment because he could not be, like, more of a British writer. And he's like, oh, I'm just here to, like, represent the best interests. Yeah. Yeah. There's very few, okay.
1: according to wikipedia only football clubs in the u.s are um fan owned
0: so there it is yeah
1: so there are no like actual sports teams that are how dare you i mean i wouldn't say football clubs in the u.s are you know very well i mean they're getting bigger but they're not like you know
0: household names it depends on where you are if you're in seattle it's different like Seattle is very much. Austin here is very much.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely becoming one, but yeah. it's not like it's, you know, the NBA or the NFL or something like that.
0: No, but if you talk to those communities, like a a, a couple of them are more interested than um than their other professional teams. Oh yeah, for or they sure. Don't have professional es- especially teams if area.
1: they're in a state that doesn't have a professional team. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um Cool. Yeah. What are you watching?
1: Um. So I finally finished the uh, last season of Better Things, the Pamela Adelon show on FX. Um. It's like a comedy drama. I don't know if it's loosely based on her life, but it's, it is. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if like each individual episode is like legit in her life, but. It's a mom of three daughters who's a working actress in LA and um Yeah, I always liked it and I liked how it ended. Um highly recommend it. It's she's the writer, director and star of it. So she's just like, you know, really um what's it called? Talented. <laughs> yeah. She's also the voice of Spinelli, so, like, you can't – you
0: can never hate her for that. From Recess. From Recess, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's funny that you say that because when I was trying to think of, like, what She-Hulk reminds me of, I was like, I don't know why I get Recess vibes. Really? Yeah. It's not a cartoon, though. No, I know. But that's what I was saying. When I was, like, a Saturday morning type vibe, like, I can't quite place where this show is, and I get a lot of, like, Saturday morning vibes from it.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Um so yeah I watched that and then
1: I watched the it came out like a month or two ago but you know I love a comedy show a comedy special I watched Nimesh Patel's uh comedy special on YouTube called Thank You China for those that don't know Nimesh is a writer for SNL I think he's like the first Indian writer that they ever had actually and um He also got pretty famous on TikTok during COVID. I don't have TikTok, but he talks about it in the beginning of the special. Um, I'm a fan of him because he's from the Tri-State area and loves all things hip-hop. So he talks a lot about, like, you know, just hip-hop culture. He just has an interesting story. He grew up in, like, Persippany, New Jersey, worked at his dad's liquor store in a really bad neighborhood, got, like, his dad got shot before he got shot before, like definitely dealt with a lot. But then was a really smart kid, went to NYU for finance, like, li- you know, lived a Hindu life in a New Jersey suburban setting. So it's just a really interesting backstory and just like perspective on life. Um,
0: and that makes so. for the best comics. Yeah, and exactly. And you are forced to live in a world that you're singled exactly. out in yep
1: Um, you have a different
0: perspective on what society is
1: exactly uh he definitely is leans on the more controversial side especially when it comes to like racist jokes which i didn't love um but outside of that i i found it pretty entertaining so and it's on youtube so it's free um. Yeah, that's really all I watched. I feel like everything else is the usual, just like the Real Housewives, the Big Brothers, nothing new. Really, oh, I watched report. Big Brother last night. Oh, and you did? Like, like an idiot! I started at one a.m. Oh know my I god! So I didn't so, text you during it. So, but, what are you? Did you watch yeah. Who Went Home, or yeah. you watched the yeah. episode before and,
0: that? you so watched have... two last night. No, I watched the episode before that. Be like before, like I uh, already, when I only you watched... find
1: out when you when Terrence. Be- Puts them both up, like yeah. Makes that move. Oh my god, I couldn't get over that. I couldn't believe Terrence said to Joseph, "Why are you defending Kyle? He is like destroying your character." Like I thought yeah. he was just gonna let Joseph go home without him even knowing what's going down. I mean, I Terrence liked that he put really flipped on- it. I uh, I was impressed by Terrence in yeah. that episode. I'm devastated that Joseph went home. Obviously,
0: I'm so angry that they voted Monty to stay. I was like, you're fucking idiots. You no, they they should have
1: used they should have used that moment to take Monty. Michael off. would
0: Michael would have won the whole game if they had come back from the house and Monty and Joseph are both gone. Well, what
1: I really wish would have happened was that Michael would
0: have picked Joseph
1: to be on his team and then Monty would have been in dire fest and then Monty would have gone home instead of Joseph. But what are you gonna do? I mean,
0: now we're going to get Monty out.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think what's going to happen now is clearly Kyle flipped. So now it's Kyle, Terrence, Turner, who I never liked.
0: And Alyssa. No, but now that's going to be that four core against a hot mess four on the other side that are not going to be. Yeah. yeah. So it all depends on who gets HOH. And then. What I couldn't get over is Jasmine walks out in heels without a sprained
1: ankle. <laughs> I know. She I go, oh, say, now, we're,
0: now we're fine, Jasmine.
1: Did you see that she said in her confessional that she might not be as injured as we thought? And we're like, yeah, bitch, because no one has a sprained ankle where they're limping. Oh, no, I must have been, like, doing the
0: dishes. Oh, I yeah. She it. said
1: it at one point. And it's like, yeah, because no one has a sprained ankle for two months that they're, like, literally in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Could not get over it. And I just, when she walked out, I go. Oh, we don't have an air cast on now, Jasmine.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's wearing heels, walking out, giving, you know, Julie her best moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, it was a good job, Terrence. I was really expecting Kyle to go home because Ugh. of kind of he how stupid he is at this game. Me. And yeah. I'm just, I
1: really hope Kyle goes home next week. And, my number one is Michael, and if Michael doesn't win, I'm going to be really upset.
0: Yeah, that's the only person that I'm rooting for. Yeah. And this is an absolute shit show. And, like, Monty – I want Monty this to This is what happens
1: when floaters – I mean, you wanted to see what happens in a floater season. This is what happens. Pure chaos.
0: Yeah, I just <laughs> wish I liked any of the people because, like, I enjoy the chaos of it. And I enjoy the fact that a, you know, a, a male stud alpha is not – you know, winning at all right now yeah. and stuff. And they're all getting played. So I appreciate that. But I just don't, I'm not rooting for anybody but Michael at this yeah. point. And I'm not even like, and it's, I'm rooting for Michael because it's like, who else is there to root for?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Michael has won most, has won more. Uh, yeah, competitions. He also knows how to play socially without re- like the fact that he's not on anyone's radar right now, and even though he has the most comps and he's been HOH, what twice, or yeah. just once, yeah. Like he should be everyone's
0: target. Target, but I do think that real. I mean, I, it's a reluctant statement to make. Kyle, but and the Monty fact that gonna he is gay is um, saving him because they don't. Monty, the alpha males don't not, view yeah. him as a threat. Which and is
1: the, the alpha males are now going to go after each other. Kyle and Monty are basically going to go after each other. i to guess.
0: Yeah, and and Monty's uh, definitely going to go after Kyle. And we're talking real beta alphas, that's what we like. These aren't real alphas. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. No. They're not. Poosh, they're not. Poosh. They don't have the skills to make like serious moves and like take control. But yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm excited to see.
0: I'm shocked that Terrence
1: is still here. Yeah. And just like what Terrence did, how like, I mean, they were all stuck outside and like none of them had freak outs that whole week, which like, I mean, if I was Joseph, I would have freaked the fuck out.
0: Well they just had nowhere to go. They had like a 40 square, 40 foot square area to like, like have conversations in the corner under and blankets And like,
1: literally telling him all the secrets and like Joseph has no idea what's going on even though he I can see it. I also couldn't
0: really get over too and I was like how do you not know who is telling the secrets? Like there's four of you out here at eeny meeny miny mo. Like Joseph, like come on. And then Joseph I know, threw himself know but Joseph under the was bus. trying
1: to be too loyal. He was too loyal for his own good. The second and he w-
0: statement didn't make any sense, too, that he was trying to show that loyalty would bring you far in the game. When it's was like, but it didn't. That's the opposite of what happened. Well,
1: because he was hoping he could bring Turner, Kyle, and him back. And it was like, no, have you not seen that Kyle is going to pick Alyssa over the Alliance time and time again? Like, you shouldn't. And- have, you shouldn't have tried to protect Kyle this week. You should have done exactly what Kyle did. And gone to Terrence
0: first. And within every alliance, you have the lower picking fruit, which Kyle right. already was. So you already started to alienate Kyle without even realizing it because you were making decisions without him against Alyssa. So then why wouldn't Kyle? Like you set that up for Kyle to flip. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: they they needed to have gotten rid of Alyssa a lot earlier so that they knew Kyle would be loyal to them but like Kyle wouldn't have allowed that so I mean I just never liked Kyle and this is just proving to why and it also
0: all, all goes back to like week two where Paloma creates all this rumor and paranoia about Taylor, about Taylor and then has a mental breakdown and has to leave after three days <laughs> so, like, this whole yeah. season is set up with a baseline of lies and Well, that's what happens yeah. a
1: lot on the show because they don't know what's real and what's their perception of the house because they're not in on every conversation like yeah, they I just are hadn't watching seen it. the this, blow up and then the yeah. exit cuz nobody's like this exited is,
0: before.
1: <laughs> this is why I love the show, baby. And everyone else who's listening is like, what are they even saying? They probably have We're already a Big Brother it off.
0: podcast now.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. Well, we'll uh, stop boring the, ca- the 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 listeners yeah. how we're never boring. No, that's true. Um anything else or No, that's really it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll have some more exciting news to tell next week. So until then, ta ta for now. <laughs>